I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wyler from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bricknell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kedinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiperstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK and you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown. It's great to have you with us. And in today's podcast, it's another one of those fly-on-the-wall coaching calls with uh, Lindsay and one of uh, the members of the Coach Parry Online Training Club, Margot Trutan. On today's podcast, we're going to find out all about Margot and how she got started in running and some of the obstacles that she's had to overcome. She's training to run the Two Oceans Half Marathon, and uh, we put a plan together for her on how to run a sub three. She ran her first half marathon at Soweto uh, last year. And uh, yeah, we talk a little bit about cross training, uh, how to adjust your strides, particularly when you're running up and down hills. And then also why regular visits to a physiotherapist are important, even if you're not injured. That's all coming up uh, on today's podcast. Before we get into that, though, I'd just like to give you a reminder that if you are planning on running Comrades uh, this year, our regular monthly Comrades uh, online webinars are back thanks to Bonnie Tass. And you can register for the next one. It is happening this coming Monday. Uh, if you're listening to this as we publish it, uh, all you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash webinar. The link is in the show notes as well uh, of this podcast. That's coachparry.com forward slash webinar. And some big exciting news this week too. We've uh, sort of relaunched an old podcast. Uh, if you follow Lindsay on social media, you would have seen one or two of the posts. But uh, the Ask Coach Parry podcast is back. And if you love listening to podcasts like I do, I think you're going to love that one. It was one that we uh, started uh, literally the business with uh, ooh, back in 2011, uh, and it really put us on the map and helped us help thousands of runners uh, reach their goals, particularly around comrades, and we're excited to bring it back. Uh, we sort of uh, stopped doing it because we just didn't have the capacity as a business to uh, to handle that sort of volume of, of content, but uh, we've put systems in place now, and we are excited to bring it back. And the first one went live yesterday. Uh, here is a little sneak peek. You're listening to the Ask Coach Parry podcast. If you'd like to join thousands of other runners from around the world who are getting direct access to Coach Parry, his science-backed training plans that work, and a community of runners to motivate you and hold you accountable, then head over to coachparry.com forward slash ask. Welcome on to this edition of the Ask Coach Parry podcast. Uh, I've got the coach, Lindsay Parry, with us. Lindsay, how's it? Yeah, it's very good, Brad. Always... uh Awesome to catch up with you and answer some questions. Yep, and this is uh, the first one on the comeback trail. It's uh, from Sean. It was posted uh, a short while ago in the forums. He said, good morning all, wishing everyone a blessed and happy new year. We are halfway through January now, but uh, happy new year anyway. Might be a safe one. He says, I'm having a bad case of the nerves uh, as the enormity starts to sink in of what I've committed myself to doing with entering comrades. Uh, best description I can think of, I love this, Sean. He says, I feel like a little fish in a big ocean. I was full of confidence last year while running half marathons. But I'm struggling with the transition to marathons, which is messing with my head. My training over December break went well. I did most of the programmed runs in Umschlange, which is in KwaZulu-Natal for our international listeners, close to, to where the Comrades route is. So at last, he got some much-needed hill training in. Uh, he didn't follow through with his strength training, which has left him feeling like he got a bit of a kick in the gut by a mule this week after resuming the strength training. How does one get over the mental challenge of Comrades and focus on training without, and he says, 
says he'll be honest here, the fear of failure. I'm not concerned about a DNF. I just don't want to snooker my chances of enjoying the training and run itself by focusing on all the negative. Thanks and cheers, Sean. Yeah, so this is an absolutely beautiful question because I think it sums up how so many people feel. And as I, I did say to you, Sean, welcome to January. Um, and and in particular, when it comes to, to comrades, it just becomes so real in, in January that you are training for a race that is 90 kilometers long. Um, and when you when you say that out loud, it's enough to make a stool move and for you to have to hurry down the passageway to the bathroom. And that that is how everybody feels, okay? So the first thing I think is to just recognize that, hey man, this is normal and we're all feeling like this. Uh, and that there is a process to, to follow along the way. And although it feels like it's right here, it is six months away. There are a lot of sessions that are going to take place between now and then. And each session should be looked at as a, a building block um, and they do they, they build up on each other and we can run further and further and we you know by the time comrades rolls around we're doing marathons as training runs i mean that's another thing that when you say that out loud i mean that is just that's that's bonkers okay <laughs> so so we're going to be doing marathons as training runs and that that really just sums up how this process slowly but surely unfolds and if we just focus in on our short-term targets which is to get through our long runs get through our qualifier tick off our first ultra and before you know it you find yourself four weeks away from race day nervous because it's 90 kilometers but really feeling like you belong on that start line, that you've earned your place on that start line and that your chances of success are actually really good. If you want to listen to the rest of that, all you need to do is uh, search for the Ask Coach Parry podcast in whatever podcast player uh, you listen to and or listen to your podcast to and uh, you'll be able to find it. Make sure you subscribe. We're going to be publishing two of those a week uh, as well as one of these podcasts a week on the run with Coach Parry podcast feed. So lots of Coach Parry podcast uh, content coming your way. Uh, we've also been creating a lot more in-depth videos as well. So if you don't follow us on YouTube, uh, you can go and check those videos out as well. A uh, video that went out this week was uh, about how not to slow down as you get older, particularly over 50. It's one of the challenges that uh, runners over 50 do have is that their performances start to wane. There is a way to counteract that. And we use the example of Lindsay's dad. I mean, how incredible is this? This past weekend, he went and ran a sub-145 half marathon at the age of 70. It's unbelievable. Uh, he's running uh, sub uh, forty. Eight minute 10Ks, I think it is. Crazy. Absolutely crazy uh, at the age of 70. So go listen, uh, go check that video out as well. CoachPerry.com forward slash YouTube is where you can find those videos. Enough of me yakking. Let's get uh, straight into our call now with Lindsay and Margot. Hi, Margot. How are you doing today? Morning. Very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very good. Um, yeah. Very glad to have you on the the coaching podcast. Um, had a, a brief look through your um, questionnaire that I sent through, and you are fairly new to running. So, um, yeah, for, for everyone listening out there, before we give you advice to achieve your goals, let's um, have a little bit about your background, what got you into running, and where you are now in the process. Awesome, thank you. So if you if you pretty much take your idea of a runner 
And you then imagine the complete opposite of that. That is exactly what I am. <laughs> um, it was late 2018 where I was stuck in corporates. My blood pressure was really high. My stress was really high. My mood really low and something had to give. So I um, quit corporate, went freelance and hit the road. Um, when I mean, when I say hit the road, I literally started walking from pole to pole and trying to jog the next, the next set. Um, so realistically, I am a very slow runner, a very slow jogger, rather. Um, I signed up for the Soweto 10K in 2018. And um, as you have it afterwards, you're on a, a dolphin high. And I decided I wanted to do the Soweto 21 last year. So everyone kind of tried to dissuade me because it's really tough and rough. But that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a, cha a challenge. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Um, so I finished Soweto. <laughs> um, it, it, was, it was rough. Um, but my head is completely clear and this is exactly where I want to be. So I've decided or I've signed up for the um, Two Oceans Half Marathon. And this is currently where I'm at. I am still very, very slow. I'm struggling to pick up my speed. Um, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned about a DNF, but I would like to finish the two oceans within the three-hour cutoff. Okay, cool. So look, and, and I guess you, there, is a, there is a lot of confidence derived from the fact that you know you can do 21 kilometers, and the next step in the journey is to, to get a little bit quicker. So um, yeah, one of the things that I, that I picked up in your question is that you were um, quite a heavy smoker, Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, how, how easy was it to, to give that up? Did that come before the running was running an integral part of you quitting smoking? Cause I think you, you've been, it's been three years now that you haven't, haven't smoked. Yes, that's right. Quitting smoking happened by accident. Um, and it was by far the hardest thing that I've ever done. Um, I'm glad that, that it's stopped and it's um, in my past, but it did come before the running. Okay, cool. All right. So they, they aren't, but they're, they're not uh, um, linked directly, but obviously it, it also was just part of you getting, getting healthier and, and fitter and looking after yourself. Okay. So um, obviously you do need to carry on um, training consistently and speed right now is your, your biggest worry. Um, but I, I do want to work something interesting out for you. So um, before we start getting into the training and, and what you need to do. So what time did you run at Soweto? Uh, 322. Okay, so, we, so we're essentially looking for, for, for 22 minutes as a, as a minimum. Um, and just by dropping down to sea level and the nature of the course is probably also going to come into play. That takes your time um, down to 3.14 as an equivalent effort at sea level. So essentially with with and i mean i'm i'm just telling you this to to put it um you know to to make you realize that how close that the sub 3 hour finish really is um in that 
we're looking for 15 minutes as opposed to 20 odd minutes. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I firmly believe based on where you've come from that you absolutely can do it. Subsequent to um, two oceans or, and um, not two oceans, subsequent to Soweto or in the build up to Soweto, did you run or have you run any, any 10Ks or 5K park runs where you've, you've pushed yourself to see how fast you can run? Um, no, because my goal has always just to be able to finish the distance. So the very first 10K that I was able to jog um, completely without stopping was the Edenvale one last year. Um, and then I did one of the Vitality series that I did in one hour 21. So that was an average of eight minutes and six seconds per K. Um, yeah. And then in December, I did my very first time trial, which was only a 3K, which I did yes. an average of seven minutes 36 so i know i have that in me my concern is i can do the three k's but i can't keep that, that yes okay up. no and look and, and those are those are important um so in both that 10k and in that that three kilometer how would you describe your physical exertion were you running as fast as your legs would carry you when you got to the end of those two races were you pretty exhausted like if I came to and said come we're doing one more K would you give me the middle finger or would you go yeah okay sure I can do another K I could do another K okay all right so no and those are important questions because I, I am going to use that information so based based on your 10k that 121 which wasn't a full-out effort you are definitely capable of a three-hour based as on where as you sit right there, your 10K time that you ran predicts to a three-hour on the dot half marathon, okay? okay? Then for that 3K, so you said the average was seven? I think it was 7.36. I'm just doing a calculation for anyone who is listening and wondering why we've gone silent. So that is the equivalent to a... 22, 2248. Now, 2248 for a 3K um, translates into a. Um, okay, so your 10K was actually a relative, uh, relatively better performance. But that's why I always like to, to, to work out both. But I think the. the the short version of, of where I'm going with this now is that you are absolutely capable of running under three hours, four or 21, as you sit there now. However, we do need to get you to that um, level of endurance that you can maintain uh, and go along. And, and I reckon what we do also need to do along this process is for you to do a couple of either park runs, um, or one or two 10Ks where you push yourself a little bit so that we can then ultimately dial in your potential. So for Soweto, I, I'm going to assume that you followed one of our finishers programs um, on the website. Yes, um, I was on the finishers program. Um, and then just a month before Soweto, there was a death in the family. So it did take some time off running, but I still try to follow it as closely as possible. Okay, cool. All right. So, 
the, your next step really is going to be to get onto the Two Oceans Sub 3 program. Yes. There is going to be a time that you need to work on, on actual speed. Um, but for now, if I just look at the evolution of your running and I look at the speed that you're capable of running over 10Ks, you still need um, consistency. Um, and out of that is going to come an ability to run slightly faster and faster um, as you, you go. And I think, I reckon you probably another two half marathon cycles away from getting to a point where you physically need to run faster as in doing interval type of things to, to actually um, where you'll plateau and therefore the only way to get fast is do some speed work. One of the things that I would recommend that you do is in the build up to two oceans half. So once you've downloaded that program in, in, in that um, process is that you select three weekends um, with the last of those weekends being roughly four weeks before two oceans. So that will be, I'll give you the date. Um, so eleventh one, two, three, four. So that's the fourteenth of March. You select a ten k that you push yourself quite hard in, and then in the build up to that ten k, you choose two weekends where you go to a five k park run, and in both of those runs, you also push yourself quite hard. And what that'll do is it'll start to it'll start to give you confidence when we after you've done those runs and you and you jump into the forum. You will then get a sense of confidence because we will be able to go, look, Margot, based on your five and on your 10, you're actually capable of a 245 or a 250, whatever that is. And it just gives you that, that little bit of confidence. And of course, in the meantime, because you've been on a sub three hour program, you're regularly running the kind of distances that you need to on the weekend, your confidence will just slowly start to grow. And over that 16-week period, you'll really feel confident that you can go to Cape Town and get your sub-three-hour finish. Thank you. Um, you often speak about a race strategy, but can you help me with a training strategy? Because what I currently do is I put my running shoes on, I have a route that I do, um, and my aim is literally just to put one foot in front of the other. Um, is that the correct way? Do I need to try and incorporate speed or what is the best way to approach my training? So at the moment, what you want to do is to look at the sub three hour paces on that program and you want to be in the middle to the slow end of, of that. Okay. That's, so those paces currently... That's really where you want to spend most of your training. Now that it makes you feel like you're not going to be able to run fast enough when you get to the half marathon because it's it's a bit slower than what you think you need to run to do the sub three. But it's all part of building the aerobic engine that you need to be able to maintain the pace over the duration. And that's exactly why I want those two five Ks and the 10K so that you can see how running at those paces is actually preparing you to be able to run faster on race day. 
Okay, that's epic. Thank you so much. It makes sense. Um, And then in terms of choosing routes, what's the best, how, how do you approach something like that? So you've got you've got four days you've got four running days in your week typically and you 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 probably fairly consistently do three and sometimes and and most of the time four. What you want to do is at least one of those runs, maximum three of those runs, you want to select a hilly route, but on the hills you are not trying to run all the way up the hill. You are doing a run-walk strategy. So you will and, – and look, over time, you can run more and walk less. But the idea isn't to completely wipe yourself out by I'm going to run from the bottom of this hill to the top. So I would say in the first if, – if, we, if we've got 16 weeks left, I'd, I'd split it up into, into four-week blocks and say in block one, you want to run one minute, walk one minute. In block two – one and a half minutes running, one minute of walking. Block two, two minutes of, of walking, uh, two minutes of running, one minute of walking. Block three, th- I mean four, three, one. So you go one, one and a half, two, three minutes of running. And then in, on race day, that's roughly the, the ratio you're going to work in is, walk, is, is running two to three minutes, walking one minute. So that when you get to the downhills and the flat sections, you can run and your legs are fresh. Fantastic. Thank you. Can you talk to me about stride? Um, I spoke to somebody the other day who said to me, on the heels, I should also just kind of look down and shorten my stride. What's your opinion? So on the downhills and on the uphills, actually, it's a really good piece of advice. Because when you shorten your stride, you reduce the impact forces as you're going down the hill. And also when you're going uphill, you're not taking like strong, powerful strides. So you're relying on doing the same amount of work with smaller, um, smaller amounts of, of strength being used with each step. So that's actually very good advice. When you're going downhill or uphill, shorten the stride slightly, increase the stride frequency. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, So I do strength training once a week as well. I've also got a fantastic physiotherapist um, just because I am afraid of injury. Um, Is there anything else that you think that I should incorporate um, into my training to assist me? No, so that's actually brilliant. I mean, the strength training, um, that's really going to go a long way to both keeping you injury-free, but also in this early stage of running, it's really going to... Um, improve your running because it's going to make you physically stronger and the physiotherapy is great because then you're going to pick up any problems before they so if you're getting tightness or stiffness sometimes it develops before we physically feel it Um, and so that's also a really good injury prevention strategy and then the second part of that is if you ever do hurt yourself the physio will have a really good history um, of you and then be able to get you back on the road much quicker. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Cool. All right, Margot. Um, yeah, that was awesome to chat. Um, I look forward to seeing you in the forum. You are one of our active members in the forum, so I look forward to seeing you achieving more of your goals as your journey continues. Thank you so much. The forum is absolutely amazing. I've learned so much. Brilliant. 
I love those calls. Man, I get so much out of them. I hope you do too. And uh, one thing we love doing on these podcasts is sharing success stories. And uh, we got another one. And funnily enough, he was on this podcast uh, about a year ago. And I'm talking about Jeffrey Abrams. And uh, I've been following his progress very closely over the last year. And it's been phenomenal to say the least. So he popped us uh, a message in the success forum uh, saying, Good day, Coach Barry family. On the 23rd of January 2019, Brad interviewed me along with Marcus Vanikak ahead of the Johnson Crane Sub 3 aspirations for the marathon. Needless to say, I, it didn't go according to plan as I ran a 3.08.38, which then was a PB. So. Note that time, 3.08.38. Fast forward to September 2019 at the Sunlum Cape Town Marathon, where I ran a 2.54.01. I mean, that is phenomenal. Uh, what a great before, uh, what a great improvement. Uh, so I went to Johnson Crane this year with vengeance uh, on my mind and ran a 2.53.10, which is a new PB and a 51-second improvement. Uh, the cherry on top was obtaining position 36th overall and a category position of nine, uh, ninth out of 1,195 athletes. Thank you, Coach Barry family, for the support. Brad, Shona, Marcus, big ups to you guys. Uh, you are all awesome. Blessed regards, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you are incredible. And I said to the coach and Shona uh, this week, we're going to get you on one of these calls to just talk a little bit about what next. I mean, you've taken from your Johnson Crane time 15 minutes off your marathon, uh, going well under sub 3, 2.53. Uh, and there is a lot more in store. Uh, and uh, I mentioned uh, getting older. Jeffrey's well into his 40s, and he just seems to be getting faster and faster and faster. So there you go. Check out some more of those success stories uh, in the forums on the Coach Perry online training app as well. Uh, they are phenomenal. And that's it from me. I look forward to catching up with you next time. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Ask Coach Perry podcast that is available now uh, across all podcast players, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Edit, you name it. Uh, just search for the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Until next time, from the entire team here at CoachPerry.com, take care.